Okay, so I wanted to talk about that Old Testament because as Brother Ryan read, this is a reference uh, in this first reading to um, the book of Exodus. And this is specifically Exodus 12, where God commanded the Israelites to seal their doorposts with the blood of a lamb, an animal, so that when they put the lamb's blood over the ark of the door, around the doorpost, the angel of death, when it saw that blood, would pass over that house, not taking the firstborn child, uh, that these houses have been marked. Now, this is what we can do today. Seal your doorposts, not with the blood of an animal, but with the blood of Christ that comes from the heart of Jesus, the blood in the water. This is what Jesus said in the diary, use this image to protect your homes. What an amazing connection. All right, Christ now is the perfect lamb. So use the image of divine mercy to see the real blood of the real lamb, not the symbolic blood of an animal. Christ is the perfect lamb. You've heard me say before, I love St. John Chrysostom, and he said, the angel of death fled when he saw the sacrifice blood of the lamb from the Old Testament priests on the doors. How much more will the devil flee when he sees the true blood from the true priest, not symbolic, on your lips, the doors of your soul, the doorposts of your very being, the temple of Christ. Well, Father, we don't receive the precious blood anymore. This doesn't work. Yes, you do. Every host has the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Every drop of the precious blood has the body, blood, soul and divinity so even receiving the host you receive the blood of christ seal your doorposts put the blood around the door to your soul you know in the gospel of john pilate condemned jesus to death on the preparation day for passover at noon so what were they doing they were killing the lambs this is the hour when the priests began to slaughter the Passover lambs in the temple. Now, you know what's fascinating? I took some graduate-level courses for an STL over at John Paul Institute in Washington, D.C., and I was the only clergy in the class, or religious, I wasn't ordained yet, and everybody else in the class was lay, the professor was lay, and he starts drawing the temple on the board. And he said when they would sacrifice the lambs, the blood of the lambs would collect in a trough. And then at the end of the day, they would take buckets of water and they would splash the water into the trough along with the blood and the blood of the water would exit a hole on the right side of the temple. Where was Jesus speared? On the right side. There was a hole. What comes out? The blood and the water. I'm like, Looking around, these students are sleeping, texting. I'm like, does anybody else see this? 
Like, I wanted to jump up in my chair, and like, even the professor didn't see it. This is divine mercy, the divine mercy image, the blood in the water. So anyway, the, the um, hour when these priests would, would slaughter the Passover lambs in the temple was the same hour Jesus was being crucified. Now, after the crucifixion, they did not break Jesus's bones, right, in fulfillment of scripture. Why, why is that? Their legs were not broken. Um, I'm sorry, the perfect lamb had no, was to have no blemish, so Jesus's legs were not broken. However, why did they break legs? Why did the Romans go and break the legs? Because if they weren't dead, the man on the cross would use his legs to try to push himself up on the cross because as you slouched down, you would suffocate. And so they would literally use their legs to try to push up to get a gasp of air to continue to be alive. So if it was the end of the day, they would break their legs so that they couldn't breathe and they wouldn't hold themselves up and they would suffocate. And so when they came, they noticed Jesus was already dead. So Longinus, when he came to Christ and saw he was dead, didn't break his legs. Instead, he pierced him in the side. And that spear went all the way through his chest cavity, punctured his heart. That's where the blood in the water comes from that ended up flowing out of the side that we read in Scripture. So out flood blood and water. This is the signs, obviously, of the life-giving sacraments of the Eucharist and baptism and confession, the cleansing waters of baptism and confession, the precious blood of the Eucharist. These are the two rays you've heard me say before that conquer Satan's only two tools of sin and death. What conquers sin? Confession and baptism, the water. What conquers death? Life. And what was life to the Jews? Blood. Now, this all turns together because here's where I'm going with this. We urge you, post an image of divine mercy on your home, in your home. Jesus said in the diary of St. Faustina, I want this in every home. Now, if you want a very nice one, you can get canvas images. We make them right here, us Marian fathers, if you like that. If not, just somewhere. If you can't afford an image, call me. Call Peter, call the shrine, ask for Peter. I will send one to you for free. But anybody can take even a simple prayer card of this image. You can download it on the internet. And you can hang this on your door. This is critically important. Seal your doorposts. This is the true blood of the lamb, not the blood of an animal. This is the true blood, the true lamb, and it will protect you. Listen to what St. Faustina's confessor, Blessed Michael Sapochko, recalled, and he wrote these additional promises that our Lord made through St. Faustina regarding the image, the image of divine mercy, and it's not even in the diary. I got these from Father Seraphim, from the original Polish that Father Seraphim translated. Now listen to this. These are the words of her confessor, Blessed Michael Sapochko. When chastisements for sin come upon the world and your own country will experience utter degradation. Tomorrow we're going to be doing a talk on transgenderism, especially here in the United States. The only refuge will be trust in my mercy. 
I will protect the cities and homes in which the divine mercy image is found. I will protect the persons who will venerate and honor this image. The only refuge will be trust in my mercy. Father Sapochko recalled that Jesus also said to Faustina, let everyone procure for their homes this image because there will yet come trials. And those homes, now anybody might say, Father, this is not a magic wand. This is voodoo, this is magic. Well, did you just read the Old Testament? Protect your homes with the blood of the lamb and the angel of death will pass over it. That's the feast of Passover. This is the same thing. So Pochko is telling us what Jesus told St. Faustina. Put this image, which has the true blood of the true lamb, on your door, and the angel of death will pass over it. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to die. It doesn't mean your family's never going to get sick. What it means is the protection of life eternal. You will not die eternally, spiritual death. And those homes and entire families and everyone individually who will hold this image of mercy in deep reverence. Now, again, you just don't post it and then continue to run a drug crack house at your home. Okay? It doesn't work that way. Okay? You got to have reverence. I will preserve from every sort of misfortune. The time will come when all those who do so will give witness to the miraculous efficacy and to the special protection of mercy flowing from this image. Wow. Now again, this does not guarantee your family won't be afflicted in some way, but by your trust in Jesus, you will obtain his promise of grace needed for heaven. Wow. You know, a um, lo long time ago, right when Brother Mark had ordered the equipment for us right before COVID hit, what providential that was, he had ordered all the equipment. We got new lighting. We got new sound. We did it all like, like a week before COVID hit, or we never would have been able to live stream. We probably wouldn't be here today. But God's providence, he took care of us because we have that image in our doors. But also, our very first video that I remember doing was actually cooking Thanksgiving dinner. The second video I ever remember doing was called Seal the Doorposts. And if you type in on YouTube, Seal the Doorposts, it's got like 800,000 views. We talk about what to do. And you can find that on YouTube. Seal the Doorposts. And so, a woman had written to us shortly afterwards, because we talk about Jesus says the image needs to be blessed, okay? So all of a sudden I got uh, an email, a text of the most incredible pictures. Friend of our general Econom in Rome has friends with this family in Massachusetts. And they, she put a blessed image of our Lord on her door. They never got COVID, they never had any problems, but then the image got worn by the weather and she went to replace it. And she took the old image that was blessed and what's the proper way to dispose of anything blessed? You burn it or bury it. 
And when she burned the image that was blessed, the image of Jesus did not burn. All the edges around it did not burn. And she sent me the picture. It is unbelievable. Jesus was in the ashes. So the ashes from the image that she burned perfectly preserved the image of Jesus all the way around it. So then she put a new image up. And our general economic told them, you know, do, do us an interesting favor. Where did you get that image? She said, I downloaded it from the Marian Fathers. I printed it and I put it on my door. And I had it blessed. That blessed image would not burn. So he asked her to go ahead and print the exact same image, put it on her door, but not have it blessed. And in a reverential, reverent way, asked her to burn it. It completely burned. There was nothing left of the image. It was not blessed. The blessed image completely was preserved. It did not burn. And so the image that you put on your house, have it blessed. Now, somebody say, well, Father, I can't do that because, you know, I don't have a priest. The priest doesn't come out here. Well, do you know, this is shocking to most people, that you can bless this image yourself. By virtue of your baptism, you share in the common priesthood of Christ. You can bless this image. People are shocked. It's in the catechism. Listen to this. Catechism number 1669. Sacramentals derive from the baptismal priesthood. That's you, the common priesthood by virtue of your baptism. Every baptized person is called to be a blessing and to bless. This is why you parents can bless your children. Make a little cross on their forehead. Hence, lay people, I'm not making this up, I'm not teaching you fault, this is in the catechism of the church. Hence, lay people may preside at certain blessings. Now, you can't go out and bless a new basilica, <laughs> okay? But you may preside at certain blessings. The more a blessing concerns ecclesial and sacramental life, so you don't bless marriages, you can't convalidate a marriage, that was marriage outside of the church and now you want to convalidate it so that they're no longer in a state of sin. No, you can't do that. So you may preside at certain blessings. The more a blessing concerns ecclesial and sacramental life, the more it is, its ministration is reserved to the ordained minister, bishops, priests, or deacons. But you can bless it. Okay, how do you bless this? You want to bless a simple image or a simple item? You can bless it. You simply say with your hand over the image, O oh Lord, I seek your blessing upon this image. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's it. Take this image. Download it from the internet. You don't need to have a priest. I mean, it's great if you can. But simply, O oh Lord, I seek your blessing upon this image in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now I have to keep this image because it's blessed. So remember, it is Jesus whom we worship in this image, not the paper, 
not the ink. And Jesus promises through St. Faustina that the soul that venerates this image will never perish. Houses in Warsaw during World War II, when the entire town was obliterated, were not damaged. There's many stories of protection. Real quickly, we told the story of Ron Regalis in, the, in Long Island, Hurricane Sandy came through and all the other houses were destroyed, his was left. But I, I wanna finish with a great story that we just had the other week on our Living Divine Mercy show. You can find it on EWTN. It's a show about the Inquisition. And it, you know, the Inquisition is persevering through trials. And so we had the story of Kathy McEnany and she lived in Kentucky and she watches our Marian live streams. And she was out of town. And you can find this in our Living Divine Mercy show, I said on the Inquisition just a couple weeks ago. And they were out of town, and, but her neighbors, this tornado was coming through, the worst one in history in the month of December in the United States, killed 57 people. And it came through Kentucky, and it was right in the path for her neighborhood, and her neighbors called her in a panic. She was out of town, and they said, can we come to your house? She had a basement. Her neighbors did not. And so she said, certainly. So they came to her house. They hid in the basement. Now, the other lady's house did not have an image, did not have a basement, and the whole house was completely destroyed. In the same neighborhood, Kathy's house had this image because she had saw our seal the doorpost video. And in this image, she posted it in the front. She couldn't believe it. She saw a newscast all the way from out of state that showed the neighborhood. And in the middle of the destroyed neighborhood is her house, completely untouched. The tornado went through it. The family was safe. The house was undamaged. And the family that came to stay in the basement said, we know we wouldn't have survived. Look at our house. And so that woman, she took the image of divine mercy and she put it in her home. And so again, what a beautiful story that you can find on our YouTube show, uh, Living Divine Mercy, you can see it. The point is again, it's not a magic wand, it's not a rabbit's foot, but just like a brown scapular or a wedding ring, it symbolizes something. And this image symbolizes your trust in Jesus. And if you ever forget to trust, it tells you right here, Jesus, I trust in you. That is the power of the image. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. 
Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.